Hail to the Podcast is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NFL ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime is a new app that tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers and then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Pretty awesome, right? And even when football season is over, GameTime has the best deals on the NBA, MLB, and more. But don't just take it from me. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download GameTime on the App Store or Google Play now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to Hail to the Pod. This is our premium content. We want to thank all of our subscribers on The Athletic. I'm Aaron Hawksworth. D-Hall, quite a bit to talk about today as Trent Williams spoke for the first time since his holdout began right before mandatory minicamp. I'm surprised he He spoke today. Yeah. I'm not surprised, Aaron. What do we expect? Did we think he was going to run from the cameras, run from the mics? (laughs) (laughs) Heck no, Trent aired it out. He let people know. And look, Aaron, full disclosure, I knew all of what Trent is going through, what he talks about, um, and we'll share with, you know, with our fans in a second. Um, I I knew from, not from day one about it, but I knew um, since the beginning of this kind of, you know, since the beginning of this saga, but it wasn't my place. You know what I mean, Mm -hmm. Aaron? It wasn't my place to divulge to the world, world that Trent had a cancerous tumor, that the Redskins misdiagnosed it. Um, mm-hmm. And like I've always said, it's two sides to a story. I obviously know Trent's side because I've been talking to him um, from day one. I don't mm-hmm. know the Redskins side of the story. Um, you know, they might feel differently. They might have something else to say about this whole thing, because if you just listen to what Trent's saying. Oh, my goodness. And and and, and catch us up real quick. And for, for, for those who don't know who've been under a rock because the Nats won the World Series. Shout out to the <laughs> yes. Nats. My Go Nats! No doubt. Everybody ball in Strasburg. Uh, Max, oh my goodness, man. I did, it goes on and on. Rendon, I don't want to leave nobody out. Soto, uh, 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 Victor, uh, everybody, man. Nats doing their thing. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to get to some mailbag questions from Twitter. Thank you to everyone who tweeted us your questions. But first, in case you haven't heard it yet, Trent Williams spoke for about 20 minutes in the locker room today. Take a listen to a little bit of what he had to say. Trent, what can you tell us about the, the health situation and what it actually was? We've been burying reports on it. Oh, it was cancer. I had cancer. Um, I had a tumor removed from my skull, attached to my skull. You know, it got pretty serious for a second. You know, I was, you know, I was told some scary things from the doctor. So, you know, it was, it was definitely nothing to play with. It was one of the things that changed the outlook on life. When did you first approach the doctors here about that? And then when did Coach when did Shanahan you- last 
And so then it just, what happened? Six years. You know, I guess somebody took the time to actually realize, I mean, try to see what was really going on there. Football was more important. And I mean, to me, it was more important too. I was told it was it was something minor, so I didn't really question it. Um, but I mean, the lump continued to grow over the years. And I mean, it was concerning, but it was no pain involved. And, you know, if I'm told by the very people who, you know, I put my career in, in the hands of, they tell me, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, that's how I looked at it. So Trent Williams made it clear, D. Hall, that he respects Dan Snyder, but he says the issue is more with Bruce Allen and the medical staff. He trusted that Redskins medical staff basically with his life. And to find out that this dates back almost six years, he said, and he found out he had cancer. I can understand why he's upset and doesn't want to play for this organization. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Trent has kids um, and you know, every, every, every dad, every, you know, every person wants to see their kids um, grow up and, you know, and Trent had a scare, you know, for a while there, uh, you know, he didn't know if he was going to play football again. Heck, he didn't know if, if, what he perceived to be the cancer had spread it to his brain. And so, I mean, it was a whole lot to chew on. And, you know, as a guy who's in the media, but also, you know, a former teammate of this guy, a former professional athlete, a friend of, of Trent's, you know, I didn't feel like it was my place to jump out there and, and tell his story. You know, this was something that he needed to say. It needed to be said on his terms and when he felt like, um, you know, it was the appropriate time. But that's why from the moment we've, you know, we kind of jumped into this story of Trent Williams and the holdout. I always said that it's more than just money. It's so much more than just money. If it was just the money, I felt like that could have been resolved. I'm glad you brought that up because Trent said he doesn't want more money. He doesn't want anyone on the medical side fired. And he just kind of laughed when someone asked if he wants to be traded. So it's to me, he he either wants out or maybe he wants Bruce Allen out. Something's going on there. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if Trent's relationship with Bruce has deteriorated over the time of this holdout. I've, 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 I, I haven't asked Trent that, that question. That's something I probably should ask him. Um, but I can remember early on in this holdout, uh, Trent said to me personally that, you know, he doesn't have any, you know, he likes Bruce. Him and Bruce would sit around and talk football, would try to figure out, hey, What's a good pick? Like I said, Trent has aspirations at some point to be in the front office. Um, or I know at some point he did have those aspirations. And so, um, you know, we've all spent time in Bruce's office kind of picking his brain and figuring out how, how he sees this roster, what holes we think they have versus what, you know, what the organization thinks we have. Um, and so I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't buy into the narrative that he wants Bruce Allen fired, but some things have to change. And obviously those things weren't, on on uh I, I guess they weren't willing to change those things and yeah. Trent's answer was okay I don't want people fired fine not a problem let me go let me go somewhere exactly else. exactly because when Trent was asked can the relationship with Bruce Allen be repaired he basically said next question so I don't think he's interested even in repairing the relationship he just wants to move on and be on a different team and move on with his life and as you said he was told that this was minor six years ago. We're talking about Trent Williams. 
arguably the best player on the team, a seven-time Pro Bowl left tackle. He just wanted to play football. And if he trusted the Redskins medical staff when they said, hey, don't worry about it, it's minor, he trusted them. He believed them. And to find out that it was cancer later, I mean, that is so scary. You know, you tend to think those guys have your back and they're going to make sure you're okay. It's, mm-hmm. And so I understand exactly where Trent's coming from. If if exactly what he's saying, which for me, he told me the story, like I said, months and months ago. And I'm always questioning Trent, are, are you sure this is how it went down? Because if, if this is what you're telling me went down, I mean, this is a mistake that a medical staff cannot make. Yeah. Absolutely cannot make, no matter what is going on. Um, no matter, you know, because there's always those underlying issues that, you know, well, did they not tell him that because they wanted him on the field? Because obviously they know how valuable he is. Was it just a routine just mix up? And then if it was, how could this possibly have happened? And so you got all those things that run into your mind. And so that's why I 100 percent wholeheartedly understand that he's like, look, the trust cycle has been broke. I, I need to go somewhere else. Yeah. And and think about it. If Trent is the leader on the team and the best player on the team and he comes out and says he has zero trust in this organization and this medical staff, how does that affect the other players? Because, I mean, if I'm on the team, I'm like, well, should I be trusting these people? You know, (laughs) right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it creates a divide. It creates a divide. And that's why I felt like from the jump, when you have a guy in your organization who doesn't want to be there and somehow y'all can't mend mend the uh mend the relationship you have to let that player walk because at that point he then becomes toxic in that locker room yeah. um you know trent came in there said his piece and every guy in that locker room like you said they look up to trent they respect trent a lot of a lot of those guys in the locker room were probably siding with trent through this holdout because they understand at some point the organization is going to do the same or something similar to me because it is a business and sometimes mm-hmm. we as players don't see the business side of things. We we see the relationship. We see the loyalty. We see, you know, us almost as, as, as if we're dating or we're married. And, um, you know, it is strictly a business. I mean, this is this is going to be interesting. How do you see this playing out? I mean, I think we're just now cracking the surface of this. And I mean, let's be real. A guy who's been the linchpin of your organization ever since he was drafted there, seven-time Pro Bowler, all these accolades, comes out and says, hey, I don't trust this medical staff. This is why. Because everyone heard him say that, but no one knew why. And now for Trent Williams to give you the why. Look, they misdiagnosed me. I had cancer. I had brain surgery. This is what's going on with me. Um, Oh, my goodness. Like, where do you go from here? And so it it, it is going to be interesting. We'll keep um, you know, a finger, you know, a, a fingerprint on this story so we can kind of keep everyone up to date as well um, with what's going on. But Aaron, I mean, you said it, it, it is, oh my goodness, Nats win the World Series and then bam, you know, we're <laughs> like on two, two totally different spectrums of the, of the can we win a championship <laughs> uh, realm. Yeah, it's funny you said that because we were asking our followers and listeners to tweet us questions. And one of them was basically about that, you know, (laughs) when the Redskins, will the recent championship wins by the teams in the city influence Dan Snyder in any way? And I think Dan Snyder wants to win. I I don't think there's any question about that, but it just seems like this Mm -hmm. organization Mm -hmm. is not on the right path. <laughs> well, you know, it's all about getting the right guy here, Aaron. And I, and I, and I, you know, I truly believe that. I truly believe that we have talent on this roster. 
it just needs to be cultivated and it needs to be cared for in the right way. What way is that? Is Coach Callahan the right way? More, you know, old school mentality, uh, uh, you know, real high demanding, uh, you know, old school type of football coach. Obviously, they felt like Jay Group was not, you know, the right type of coach. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if Callahan does do enough to keep his job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if O'Connell can get in here and develop the quarterback. But this roster is not a bad roster. You just have to have the right leadership from the top down. And then from that leadership, them and that front office, they have to agree on the players they draft and, 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 and have a plan for those players. Because for us now to be, you know, at the point we are in the season and Dwayne Haskins isn't undoubtedly the guy who we're trying to groom, that we're still questioning if he's going to start. Well, the case is out, he's going to start. No, it shouldn't even matter. Case was a, was a, was a guy who we all knew was going to hold the spot until Dwayne Haskins was, was ready. Now mm-hmm. we know we aren't fighting for wins and division titles right now. Let's develop Dwayne so we'll be a better team because of it moving forward. Yeah, and and let's get to that and, and pivot here because <laughs> Trent Williams kind of stole the show today, but here's the Redskins out in Ashburn. They're, they're trying to prepare for the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Weather's supposed to be terrible, and oh, by the way, it appears Dwayne Haskins is preparing for his first start in the NFL. So a lot going on out there at Redskins Park this week. Um, I feel like the a full week of preparation for Haskins is going to be very beneficial. And quite frankly, it's about time he gets his first start, if that happens, because Case Keenum is in concussion protocol. But uh, the fact that he hasn't been taking first-team re- first reps and it's already Thursday, it's pretty much too late, isn't it? I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion at the time of this podcast that Haskins is going to get his first start Sunday. Now, Aaron, it's not the perfect situation for, uh, you know, Case Keenum to not get a week's worth of reps and practice, but they feel like Case Keenum understands his offense. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's not the best situation, but I could totally see Case still being ready on a Friday. Um, I don't think they would go into a Saturday having not had Case out there practicing um, and star him, but who knows? You know, this team has done some things that, you know, that'll have you scratching your head. But um, I think it is time for Dwayne Haskins. The only thing is this is this is a defense that's kind of like that San Francisco defense. And even from a team standpoint, they're kind of like San Francisco. Um, they're going to run the football. They're going to play great defense, try to stop your run game and try to make you throw the ball. Um, and I think they do a little bit more in the secondary um, than San Francisco does. So. We can win this game the same way I felt like we could win that 49ers game. It's just in that 49ers game, we threw the ball 12 times. I don't think you can go to Buffalo, whether it's Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins, and throw the ball 12 times and just try not to win uh, or try not to lose by the least amount of points possible. That's what it seems like when I watch these games. It seems like we just want to run the ball, keep the clock going so we can hurry up and get out of there and not give them the opportunity um, to get the ball more times or have the ball, um, you know, uh, 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 time of possession longer than we do by by running the football. Yeah, but at the same time, if the weather is supposed to be bad in Buffalo, it's going to be raining. Um, I think running the ball is going to help Haskins, who, let's face it, the criticism has been that he hasn't picked up the playbook fast enough. So obviously running the ball is probably going to benefit the rookie, right? In this weather, um, you know, depending on how those conditions are, you definitely have to run the football. Uh, but you can't run the 
football to the detriment of your offense. Um, you know, you can't run the football making it third and seven and still run the football uh, or, or, or drop back and pass it on third and seven and not mix it in on first and second downs um, the pass game because those defenses are going to start knowing what you're doing. Uh, you know, San Fran came out against us and we ran the ball down their throat with success early in the game. They started running it down, you know, trying to run it at us. Our defense stood up. San Fran said, look, I'm not going to keep running this football. Then they start throwing the ball. Once they were able to throw it, it opened up the running game and they went back to running the football. And so I think it's a nice combination of what you have to do to succeed. Um, but ultimately, I think they got to open up the playbook a little bit for Dwayne Haskins to be successful because you can't just run it against this Buffalo defense because they are tough. Yeah. Well, so far, Haskins has thrown for 140 yards with four interceptions. Um, mm -hmm. You've got to know that there's going to be some growing pains, though, with a rookie quarterback. What kind of advice would you have for Haskins to kind of step in and be that leader and take control of the huddle and gain respect? I mean, just just to understand that this isn't college. We do understand he had great success in college. Um, you know, he was able to throw that ball downfield a, a lot in the National Football League. Defenses are not going to let you just take shots on them. A lot of times they're going to put two guys on their deep route and leave some of the shorter stuff open. Um, you see Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady, some of the best quarterbacks in this game, Drew Brees, do it all the time where they hit the check down. You can never be afraid to take a positive game, even if it's a check down. You drop back. You see if it's pressure. You always go to that check down. That's your security blanket. We have guys that when they get the ball in their hands, Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson, they can make people miss. That's why uh, New England, you know, that's why Tom's completion percentage is so good. Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, what he's doing in Green Bay, he's checking that ball down to his backs and they're making plays. Uh, and so my advice, you know, to uh, to Dwayne is don't be afraid to take your check down. Give your, give, give your playmakers an opportunity to get, get the ball in their hands and make plays. Don't just think you have to, uh, you know, throw a 40 yard bomb, um, you know, to feel like you, you know, you've accomplished something. Just take what the defense gives you. All right. Do you want to get to some mailbag questions from our followers and listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. I can't wait. All right. They're coming in hot. <laughs> this one just came in 28 seconds ago. Alex Book says, is there any chance the Trent issue can be resolved if the skins give him an offer and fire medical staff uh. and fire Bruce Allen? I don't think uh, so because Trent just said he doesn't want all yeah. that to happen, which means he wants out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, you know, not speaking for Trent, uh, you know, I love this organization. You know, I'm, I'm from Virginia, uh, went to Virginia Tech, so I felt a little bit differently about, um, you know, playing for the Washington Redskins and being loyal to the Washington Redskins. But, I mean, at some point, Trent's having a Hall of Fame career and, you got to have some all pros. You got to win a, a lot more football games. You got to try to win a championship or two. And I just don't know how close the Washington Redskins are. And so knowing he has a Hall of Fame type career he's, he, he's, he's, he's going through right now, I would try to get somewhere where I can try to win a championship or two um, and try to solidify my legacy as one of the best left tackles in the game. Yeah. Edward on Twitter says, why is Bruce Allen still with this team after all the failures under his management? There are many better candidates for a GM position like Lewis Riddick. What's your reaction to that? Well, Bruce isn't the GM. You know, I'm, you know, I probably have to remind people that, uh, you know, Bruce is the president and 
you know, he kind of oversees everything. Uh, you know, even though he probably does have his hand in the in the uh, uh, picking of players, uh, you know, they have a pro pro uh, you know a VP of pro scouting, a VP of college scouting. And, you know, I know it's, it's a collective effort of all those guys. Doug Williams in a, you know, is in a player personnel role. And everyone's kind of all in a room meeting of the minds and trying to figure out who to get, who not to get. Bruce might take the blame and take the credit. Um, but Bruce isn't single-handedly the only guy who's making decisions in his organization. Uh, yeah. But I will tell you this. If, if you're running a, a multi-billion dollar anything company, Fortune 500 company, you're not going to have a guy who as as bad of a job as we think he's doing. If that was the consensus, he he would he would be fired. And yeah. so he, he might not he might not be doing the job we want him to be doing, but I mean, he must be doing something right. Well, that kind of leads into this next question from Ghostskins21. He he says, "Thank him for visiting Trent in the hospital." Um, do you think the situation may be the only way Bruce gets fired? If so, will Trent go down as the greatest Redskin of all time? <laughs> By getting Bruce fired? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? That, will, will I mean, I, 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 guess, of all time? I guess that's what he means. I will be honest. Most of these questions are all about Bruce Allen getting fired. I, so I can't get I to see. all of those because we can't keep <laughs> repeating the same thing. But do you think there's any chance Dan finally moves on from Bruce? Because I've heard whispers uh, that Dan's been frustrated with Bruce yeah, recently, I, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I I don't I don't talk to Dan a whole lot, and so that's a tough question for me to answer because I just don't know how that relationship really is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've all heard speculations of Dan not really agreeing with Bruce here or there, or Dan wanting this player, and you know, and so we you know we've all heard all of these different scenarios of what we all perceive to have happened, um, but no one really knows, and that's what's kind of ironic about their relationship it doesn't get out like people don't know what dan is thinking unlike uh you know of old yesteryear you know i i, you know, I heard dan used to kind of always being you know around and being the media and things like that you don't really see that anymore um dan kind of plays the background and lets bruce and the rest of the guys who are in charge of football kind of run football uh and so that's a hard question to answer because i just don't know their relationship the dynamic um, and what the organization is ultimately looking for uh, out of, um, you know, the, uh, you know, Bruce running, the, uh, running the show. Yeah, I just don't think it's a good look for the organization, even from a PR standpoint, to continue to employ Bruce and the medical staff after all of this happens. I mean, it kind of sets a bad precedent, doesn't it? Like I said, when, 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 when Trent got in front of the media and this is what was talked about or this is what he said, my, my jaw dropped. I said, wow, because I didn't think, um, I didn't think it would, it would, it would come out like this. Um, I thought things would have the opportunity to be resolved behind, behind closed doors. And obviously, um, you know, it wasn't. And so this is the way in which Trent chose to handle his business. And I'm interested to see, um, you know, what the Redskins, response is. I know Tony Wilde is glad he, he's moved on. <laughs>
Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? Yeah, and, and for those who don't know, Tony Wiley was was the VP of uh, communications, and he's went on to to to, to take a new job. As, and literally uh, three days later, um, Jay Gruden was fired. And then, yeah, and then yeah, there's the quarterback be. drama, and now there's the well. It's been an ongoing I'm at issue a with time for Tony. I know, right? Oh my goodness. Now this is an interesting one. Um, will the Redskins put in a claim for Josh Gordon? I've got to say no on that one, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think we're a Josh Gordon away at this point. Um, you know, I think Josh still needs to prove that, you know, he can be available through the course of a full season, whether that's with injuries or whether that's, um, you know, just him not being able to, uh, you know, to just to keep his keep his keep his head clear and, uh, you know, focused on football. You know, and that's what I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to Josh being able to just really focus on football in a place like New England, because that's the best place for him. Um, you know, and so to see that not really work out because of injuries this time around, uh, you know, a, a lot of places feel like if New England, if you can't get right in New England, you probably can't get right anywhere. Yeah. So this is interesting. Uh, we might as well just let our listeners know that we had our podcast planned for basically the exact moment that Trent decided to talk in the locker room today. So information still coming out as we record this episode. But um, Kareem Copeland of the Washington Post just tweeted that Trent Williams was diagnosed with DFSP, a rare form of cancer, and that doctors said it was weeks from moving to his brain when they removed the growth. I mean, this is scary, scary stuff. And that I guess Trent was also told that if he did chemo, he wouldn't have very long to live. Yeah. Um, like I said, and this is a lot of information that me and Trent discussed one on one prior to 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 the holdout, just 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 us visiting as friends. And, you know, I kind of knew some of this stuff. But like I said, I didn't feel it was my place to to make his headlines, um, you know. And so that, that that's what makes this this interesting for Trent to come out right now, you know, second day back um, to really spill the beans because Trent for the most part has, well, Trent has been quiet besides passing a message through me here or there. um, He's been pretty silent um, throughout this whole process. And so, um, you know, like I said, interested to see what the Redskins have to say. Uh, Will they engage in a back and forth with Trent in the building or will they just sit there with their mouths closed? and try to protect themselves from a legal, uh, you know, from a legal position. It's, it's going to be interesting to see where we end up uh, with this whole thing, because, yeah, when you talk about a man's life here and chemo and, you know, we know how the NFL feels about cancer and, uh, you know, trying to fight that and combat that and to think, you know, an organization uh, wasn't able to catch it in one of their own players, man, that's that's a tough one to swallow. D'Angelo, I'm curious what it was like for you when you went to go visit Trent when he was in the hospital in Chicago. Can you tell us a little bit about that visit? Yeah, um, you know, he wasn't actually in the hospital. He was, you know, he was already back in his hotel room, just kind of still going to see doctors. Um, And, you know, I was able to uh, fly over from from New York. I was in New York at the time, and you know, I just wanted to check up, check check up in on him, see how. You That's know, how so sweet were. that you did that because he said no one else from the Redskins 
checked on him or visited him. I, yeah, I know, I know, and I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I truly feel as though Trent's one of my good friends. Um, you know, we not only play football together, but you know, we hang out outside of you know outside of the football field, and uh, you know, he's a guy that, like I said, not only is he a Hall of Fame player, but I mean, he's just a heck of a dude and a friend, and so. Um, you know, when I found out about it and when he told me, uh, you know, I wanted to be there for him. Um, you know, his mom was there as well. We actually flew back to Houston together, all of us. Um, and, uh, you know, I hung out in Houston for a day or so, and then I came back to, uh, to DC. So, you know, like I said, and just wanted to be there to, you know, to support him, make sure he was doing all right, try to keep his mind off of it. Um, and just let him know that, you know, people do care about him more, more than just the football player, but the person. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I can't imagine what Trent has been going through. Um, he looks great. He looks, you know, he's smiling in some of these videos. So hopefully there'll be some better times for him and he'll come yeah. out on top in this situation. I know he's meant a lot to Redskins Nation and I know both of us, you know, want nothing but the best for Trent. So thanks for sharing that personal story. I'm sure that was, you know, he appreciated that a lot and and went out of his way to mention that you were the only one that visited him. So um, that was really, really sweet. You're such a good friend. (laughs) I'm just trying, Aaron. I'm just trying (laughs) to to be the best me I can be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much to all of our subscribers on The Athletic. Who knows? Maybe we will be talking about a Redskins W on Monday. No doubt. Hall and Hall. Out. (laughs) 